personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. Lauren, that, that was fun talking to Dan Donovan on the first segment today. Mingle Man Dan. Yeah, yeah. Say it again. Say it again. Mingle Man Dan. Mingle Man Dan. He was reinventing himself, and he didn't let himself get down in a rut. And so on this segment, what we want to talk about on the Leapcast is the pink tax. And you say, what is that? What is the pink tax? What are you talking about? I always say that we like to talk on the Leapcast how current events impact real estate and business. Well, there's no bigger business situation going on today than Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Like this is Thanksgiving weekend, shopping weekend. And I was getting to ready to go shopping and I was looking up some stuff because that's what I do. And I came across this article, the pink tax. What's the cost of being a female consumer in 2020? And I said, for me, nothing. I'm not a female consumer. And I said to myself, but I don't want to just be introspective and make it all about me. I want to understand because, you know, more than half the world's women. And my wife over here um, is a big fan of being a woman. Yeah, and I am. You are? Uh, woman power. You sure? My mom you always said, I am woman, hear me roar. So let's roar together. Roar. We, have, we have our guest on, Candace Elliott, and she wrote this article. She wrote it back in July 17th, 2020, and she's telling me women were paying more than men 42% of the time. That's what I saw, 42%. That's so that's when I started getting interested. I said, on Cyber Monday, Black Friday, you're getting discounts. But are you, you mean, just like getting the same product if there was a sweatshirt and one was in pink or one if it was like a an outfit and one sold the women's one is more expensive? Well, we're going to find out from Candace, but what I want to understand is why don't they just do the Black Friday ad? Pay what a man would pay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you what do you think about that? Like I thought I was onto something that that could be the whole advertising. It could just be all in pink and say today you can pay what a man could pay. So I got Candace on. We want to understand. Lauren, what do you want to know? Ask Candace. Candace on the line. Explain this. Tell, tell everybody what, how much more do women pay for the same item? When you total everything up over the course of a year, it's about $2,200 extra dollars that we spend. Oh, my God, goodness. That's incredible. You know, it's funny because I buy health insurance for my office, and there are many car- car- uh, carriers in different states that charge more for women over the men. So I didn't really think about this until, you know, I read your article and then I was like, wow, this is actually happening on a retail level. All right. So tell us what mm-hmm. else you've learned. Well, I, I got a question first. Though. She says the women pay more, the 2200 mm-hmm. But does that mean that the women are only going on dates when they're Dutch treating? Like, I want to understand. Like, so uh, is this not even now? Candace, have you ever got had a man pay for a date for you? I just want to understand what's going on here because doesn't it balance out somewhere else? Like, who pays for this stuff? When you go to the bar, I, no one, no woman's ever come up to me and said, I'd like to buy you a drink. Well, that's because you didn't date. You haven't been dating in almost 20 years because you're married to me. But I bet you if you go to a bar now, you get a drink. Are you trying to say that I'm unappealing? Yeah. (laughs) So, Candice, what gives? Tell us. The pink tax is when women pay more for services or items that are substantially the same as a similar item for a man. So, the example that most people would be familiar with are those really cheap razors that they sell in drugstores. They don't have five blades. They don't have a gel strip. Just the really cheap pink ones and blue ones. There's no difference between them at all, apart from the color, and the pink ones are more expensive. But they're prettier. And this comes. Mm-hmm. 
they are prettier. Like, shouldn't you pay more for getting a prettier razor? They are prettier. No. Lauren's making a face at me. Untrue. You don't think so? How come when I go to soccer and I go to soccer, the boys are wearing all different colors? The girls, every one of them has pink cleats when I go watch my son play soccer. Every single one, because they know the pink is prettier. So you're paying Gender because demand. You don't think that's a demand thing? It is a demand thing, and women need more products. Sometimes they do, like menstrual products, we need those. Sometimes we don't, like lipstick. Oh, did no you one see needs in, lipstick. I'm sorry to interrupt, but did you see in Sweden that the they just passed that the government's paying for all women? Sweden, Lauren, I thought it was Scotland. Scotland. Scotland, Scotland became the oh. first nation. You you don't know the difference between Sweden and Scotland? <laughs> They're different places, Lauren. <laughs> Scotland. They're providing free pads, tampons, and bathrooms they're going to put it in universities and schools they're ending period poverty i don't even know what that means period poverty period is a real poverty. thing is it no, I and don't it know, keeps apparently. some girls out of school girls in developing countries who don't have any access to menstrual products will sometimes miss days of school and so it is a big problem and in some countries menstrual items are taxed as a luxury good and taxed in the same way that things like fur coats or private debts are taxed. I thought that was crazy. So that was yeah, crazy. There's a push for that to end too, for them, A, to not be taxed at all, but B, if they are taxed, certainly they're not a luxury. I think all women can agree that menstrual products are not a luxury. They're a necessity. Yeah. And it's not even a debate. It's just a necessity. No. There's no other, yeah, there's no two sides to that story. Didn't the CARES Act take care, not the CARES Act, the ECA, the Affordable CARES Act, take care of some of this discrepancy um, in the United States? Didn't they do something? Um, it did as far as some health concerns for women, um, like mammograms um, are now free, and I think a yearly PAP exam is free as well under the ACA. But yeah, prior to that, um, women were charged for those things, and of course, men don't have to pay for those things. So in your article, I read products for women and girls cost 7% more than comparable products for men and boys. 7% yeah. more. I'm reading toys and accessories, more for women. Children's clothing, more for women. Adult clothing, more for women. Personal care products, more for women. Senior home health care products, more for women. Free drinks at the bar, more for men. <laughs> <laughs> That didn't happen in the That wasn't in the article? So here's why I want to come, have you on. I, I'm sure you're aware that on September 30th, 2020, September 30th, 2020, New York passed a law called the General Business Law Section 391U. 391U. And here's what it is. Pricing goods and services on the basis of gender is prohibited in the great state of New York. So this is our first Black Friday, Cyber Monday, with no pink tax being allowed for services or products in the state of New York. And there's fines, 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 fines when people see that there's violations on this. You could get $250 fine for the first one, $500 fine for the second one. You're a woman, you go to a store, you see the pink shoes are $70, the blue shoes, I don't know why you'd have blue shoes, but the blue shoes are $50. You say, this is on wrong. This is wrong. They can call the Division of Consumer Protection. You can call up at 800-697-1220. You could go to dos.ny.gov 
forward slash consumer protection, and you can file a complaint. And the attorney general of the state of New York is enforcing this. So as a gal who's been advocating against the pink tax, someone who writes about the pink tax, someone who says that the pink tax is wrong, didn't dismiss the fact that women should all have to pay for their own meals. Didn't acknowledge that part, but said that the the pink tax is wrong. What do you think about this new law in the state of New York? I think it's terrific, and it's a big step forward. There is something in committee uh, federally, but it's just been bounced around from one committee to the next to essentially do the same thing on a national scale. And there have been some states, uh, not states, but municipalities. I think there are a few cities in California that have something similar, but as far as I'm aware, New York is the first state to do it statewide. So what I thought was crazy about the law, and I like the law, I think it's good, and I think consumers should know that it is statewide. It doesn't say there's a private right of action. What that means is that the consumer can't go after the store or do anything. Mm. But it does mean that the attorney general can. And as a store, I want business to thrive. You don't want the attorney general to come after you. So if you're listening to this and you run a store, you're a manager, an owner, you better go check out General Business Law Section 391-U because it does allow you to charge more for women's products. I just want to be clear about that. Why does it do that? Because it says you can have price dis- differences based on six factors, Lauren. So I want to go over these six factors Interesting. and see if you think that's a problem. The amount of time it took to manufacture such goods or provide such services. So if it takes more time to do a service for a woman than for a man, or it takes more time to manufacture the goods for the woman than the man, or vice versa. Some men are needy in the service sector. They are. And if you're dealing, if, if you're, <laughs> I you run mean? a law firm. Like men some, are needy in service? They could. So the thing is, if it took you more time, you could charge more money. What do you think? Is that, Candace, what do we think? Is that fair? I do. One of the uh, areas that there's a price difference is dry cleaning and the men's shirts versus women. If you take in a man's dress shirt, it's cheaper than a woman's. But women's are cut different, and all the machines that they use to press clothes and dry cleaners are all standard. So it is a bit fussier. And going to what you just said, it would take more time to do a woman's shirt than a men's. So I don't want small businesses to be penalized for things like that. But in general, it is a good thing. And hopefully when people see these violations, they'll drop a dime. So I want to go further into this because you mentioned machines, and the second factor is machines. The difficulty in not fixing them, but manufacturing such goods or offering such services. Do we learn? What do we think? Is that fair too? If it costs you, if it's more difficult, and it takes you more time, I think that's yeah. Should, I mean, should, that's just business. That's just how you have to charge on what it costs to do. So yes, if it's going to be the exact same process. It should be the same cost. The next factor is the cost incurred in manufacturing such goods or offering such services. So if it costs more, you can charge more. We agree with that? Yeah. Like if it's a girl's item that has lots of bejeweled things on it that the boy's item does not. Do you not think that I could be bedazzled? No. If that your item has the bedazzle on oh, it, it okay. should be the same price. It's just about the amount of bedazzling, not if yeah. it's man or woman. It should be equally Equal bedazzle for equal price. Yes. The labor used in manufacturing such goods or providing such services. The materials used in manufacturing such goods or providing such services. Oh, absolutely. Any other gender neutral reason for having increased the cost of such goods or services. So I'm going to tell you, Candace, I, I am a litigator by trade. I, I do lawsuits by trade, and I would defend companies 
if consumer protection and the attorney general went after them in New York. And I'm telling you right now that if I owned a company, I would be putting this list of six on my wall right now and start tracking data on this sex. And if I had no data to substantiate this, if I just felt like it was more like you said a second ago, Candace, you said the machines aren't made for this one versus that one. And women have more different cuts than men, but that sounds more qualitative. You need to get into the nuts and bolts explaining the difference between this, because if you don't do that, it says 250 for the first violation and 500 for any subsequent violation. And Candace said, maybe if the attorney general goes after this and enforces this, it will change because of the fines. And you might be saying, but $500, not so much money. Imagine you owned a store and you sold a thousand goods that were mispriced and a thousand could be low for a Walmart or something like that. 500 times the number. Do you see how that's a really, really big number? It doesn't say... For each item you do wrong, it says for each violation. I'm just thinking about the chain of events because they're purchasing this from a manufacturer. And what if that is out of state? And what if that is charging more money for the women's items than the men's items? And then you have to overcompensate for that by selling it for less. So it's very important, Lauren, that you're able to delineate this. So we are in the era of defense for compliance with government regulations, we are in the era of data. The Department of Justice from the U.S. government recently said that they're going to be not just saying, do you have a compliance protocol, but are you doing data analytics with it to see if you can spot your own issues? It all comes down to the data. And so, Candace, is what I'm hearing from you that it's not a problem, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it's not a problem to charge more money for a woman's product than a man's project product. So long as the costs are justified, it's only a problem when the costs are just doing it to make women pay more because they like pink things in your razor example. Yes, that's exactly my stance on it. So when we're saying your stance, you're not this crazy um, um, caricature of a feminist saying, hey, people, I want women to get the same price even if it costs more. All you're saying is don't tax us simply for the factor of being a woman. Is that is that what I'm getting from here? Exactly. And you work in finance. Uh, like you, you, have, you do financial writing. Isn't that something I read about you? That's correct. And can you tell me a little about that just so people can understand that you're getting really into the nuts and bolts of what we're talking about here? I'm a personal finance writer. So you do the basics, teach people how to get out of credit card debt or not how how not to get into credit card debt, how to pay off their student loans more quickly. But there's only so many stories about that you can write. So then I start looking for more interesting, more political, more timely topics. And that's how I found the pink tax. And I want people to be aware because the more knowledge you have, the better decisions you can make. And in this case, making a different decision can actually put money back into your pocket. That makes a lot of sense. And where can people find you? Like, where do you write? Where's the uh, place that we're going to say, Candace got a point here. She writes things. I hope you know, like the same children's swimming pool product brand and dimensions offered in pink at $89.99 and blue at $69.99. Like, that's crazy talk. She writes things like dry cleaning a woman's suit jacket for $12 and a man's for $8. She tells you the finance stuff that you need to know. And again, 
in the great state of New York, Excelsior, the Empire State, where we have the biggest city in the United States. They just said that the pink tax is illegal, and they didn't just say it. There, there was a governor press release. They has a whole press release about New York pink tax ban goes into effect today. You can go read it. It's from September 30th. But really, when New York does it, I hope the federal government does it too, but industry is across state lines. So when they have to comply in one state, clearly it's going to spread and other states are going to follow. So when I'm, when I'm reading this stuff, where am I going to read more stuff? Because I want to learn more how this is changing from Kansas, the source. Where do I read you? I write for Listen Money Matters. We are a personal finance blog and podcast. A podcast, Listen Money mm-hmm. Matters. Where can we hear this podcast? Is it available on on the uh, Android, on the Apple? Tell me. Yes, everywhere. iTunes, Stitcher, all the podcasters. And how often do you have a show on? Um, they're on hiatus. The founder and his wife had twins about a year ago. So we've been off the air for about a year. Female twins, so they had too much money they uh, had to one, spend? One of each. A boy and a girl. <laughs> Oh, so it's um, even. Oh, interesting. <laughs> As a case study, are they in New York? <laughs> uh, Jersey. Okay. Jersey's okay. It's part of the tri-state area. We approve of that. So they're on hiatus because they had new kids. And when are we getting out of hiatus? Yeah, uh, probably after the first of the year. But we've been doing the podcast since 2012. So there's a huge back catalog. Oh, terrific. And, and you talk about things like this on the podcast? Yes. Okay, so I just want everyone to thank my guest, this Candace Elliott gal. She writes for this great magazine online. They have a podcast, and what she brought to my attention, I was just looking, Lauren, I want you to know. I was just looking about Thanksgiving and Black Friday and Cyber Monday because, you know, it's a big business week. Like, just to give you an idea, 2016, Cyber Monday, $3.45 billion. 2017, Cyber Monday. $6.59 $6.59 billion. 2018, $7.9 billion. 2019, $9.4 billion. And they're expecting a 6% increase this year to $10 billion. That's what I'm reading. I'm, I'm reading this, this. This Kristen McGrath at BlackFriday.com wrote this thing. I'm reading, and I'm reading about, just so you know, Black Friday, $11 billion they're projecting this year. And so I'm saying to myself, this is going to be, this is a big event. Like, people think turkey, and turkey's good. People think ham, and ham's good. I, I am a fan of the people that do the lobster on the Thanksgiving. I believe that when the, they came and they ate with the Native Americans, it was lobster. That's what I want to believe. I don't know if it's true or not. I imagined all the pilgrims came with crackers because you can't eat a lobster and crack it in your mouth. You break a tooth. Big problem. So I just I, – I, that's what I was thinking. And But then I said to myself, the biggest event is – Black Friday at Cyber Monday. We once went to Black Friday. We went to Black Friday at the outlets. Most oh, terrifying thing worst of my life. Friday of my life. Yeah, we waited online, Candace. Stupid people. We went to these outlets in Riverhead and Long Island, and it was terrifying. And that was before the advent of this Black Friday, which I'm a huge fan of. I just buy and buy and buy and buy, and then I get a credit card bill, and I cry and cry and cry and cry. <laughs> and then I speak to Candace, and I go, and I learn how to get out of credit card debt. That's like <laughs> that's the full life cycle of this whole thing. But so I, I, I was reading about this and I stumbled across the pink tax, Candace. And I read your article first. I, I read your article. I said, holy moly, 
I'd never thought about the cost of tampons. It was just never, can you believe that, Candace? I never sat around and thought about the cost of tampons. It just wasn't. What about like women's depends over men's depends? Because that is something that both sexes wear. Well, urine incontinence, I think, is more, um, and you dealt with this when you worked in pharmaceutical advertising. Isn't it more um, female prevalent than male prevalent? I I. I think so, but there's it's. Both. I thought there was issues it's about both. after childbirth that there's. Yeah, but both need both need both them. need but yeah. demand. So yeah, and maybe as we were pointing out, it one of the factors, Candace, wasn't demand. That was something I, I want to point out. The key is that demand isn't the difference. So I, anyway, the story is I was reading about Candace, and then Candace, right after I read your article, I. Googled a little more, and I'm a lawyer that tracks every statute, and I knew about this general business law 391. And I said to myself, at 391U, I said to myself, I wonder how many stores are going to get busted after this week because we have Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And so what I'm going to ask you to do, Candace, I don't know if you're going to do it for me, but I'm going to ask you because I have a great article for you. And I, I like to ask people, I, I negotiate on the radio. I find that makes people always say yes to me. So <laughs> what I would like to do, Candace, and I'm going to ask you, is I'd like you to do a freedom of information law. That's where you go to the government and you ask for information. And you can do that on the Attorney General's website. FOIA, I know what it is. See, see, FOIA is the federal one, FOIA is the state one, but same nonsense. Anyway, um, the the key is I think we should find out how many businesses get busted on Black Friday and Cyber Monday this year under this new law. Is this law just lip service? Like there's a stupid law that says you can't have an ice cream cone in your pocket. Like there's dumb laws like that. So is this right. just a law that they made just for the pa- point of saying, women, we did a law vote for us. We got rid of the pink tax and I wouldn't pass, put it past people that are elected that they did that. Or is this a law that they're really going to enforce? And I think that if someone like yourself wrote a follow-up article to see if New York's enforcing this law, that would really be where the change would go with the pink tax. So what I'd like to know is this foil foil thing. Can I get a commitment from you that you're going to look into this at least and tell me that you were going to find out, are they enforcing this law and getting rid of the pink tax? I will look into it, but I won't give you a time frame. Well, we don't know. We don't know how much enforcement's going on. Did you see how she did that? She's very sneaky. She's okay, how about by <laughs> next year before Black Friday? Yeah, can, can, we, can, we, can we get you on next year? Can we book you already and you can tell us if you found anything out by next year? We're, we need investigative reporting on this subject. Yeah, we're very interested, mm-hmm. Candace. We want to know if New York's full of lip service. And I'm thinking they may be. So what we're going to do is we're, we're going to keep her uh, recording forever and ever to find this out. But Candace, I want to thank you. If people have not read you, if they have not learned about Candace Elliott, if you're a person that needs financial help, she writes great articles. She has her podcast, a back catalog, I think she said since 2012, and she's at the cutting edge of diversity, inclusion, and equity which is really the key about creating equality between men and women and not making people because of the demographics, because they're black, because they're Jewish, have different experiences in life. We are all one America. This is the period to be thankful. And I thank New York State government. I thank Candace for bringing us to everyone's attention. And I thank you for being a terrific listener base. This has been the Leapcast. Have a very happy Thanksgiving week. Thank you. Find us on social media at Listen to Leap or visit listen to 
Have you faced discrimination in housing, at work, or at any place of public accommodation? Call the aggressive lawyers at Liebet Law PC to learn your legal rights at 631-878-4455. That's Liebet Law, 308 West Main Street, Suite 100, Smithtown, New York at 631-878-4455. Or visit us on the web at LiebetLaw.com. L-I-E-B, LiebetLaw.com. Thank you.